Mark verses number uh, verses one and verse four. If you would please stand while we sing this song. <clears throat> The next page, 382, <clears throat> verse 1 and 3. Well, I did my Please, 383. Verse 1 and 3. <laughs> 
Good evening. Uh, the theme for tonight, as we sing these songs, is going to be at the foot of the cross. And uh, as Ricky just led us in a few songs focusing on the sacrifice of Jesus, uh, we're going to have a few different song leaders come up and sing about the salvation of the cross, the sacrifice on the cross, uh, our belief in the cross, and our response to the cross. Um, so that's what we'll be focusing on tonight as we sing. And at this time, we'll be led in prayer. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for giving us this time to come and worship you today. We pray that our singing here tonight will be in spirit, but also with the understanding. And we pray that you will help us to reflect on your son's death on the cross and what it means to each and every one of us. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for our song leaders who are willing to put this program together and to lead us in spiritual songs that we may grow closer to you. We pray for our sick of the congregation. We know that there are those that are hurting physically, but we also pray for those who are hurting spiritually, who, who may be drawn further away from you. We pray as we come next week for Friends Day that we may invite those who are spiritually hurting, who are in need of you, who need to know your son and, and, and to, to come into contact with the blood of Jesus. We pray that we can be able to invite them and to to look to you to guide, to guide us as to how we go about inviting them. Our Heavenly Father, we, we reflect on today's sermon, how we may only be the, be the only link to some people's connection to you, and we pray that we can always be, be good examples and to always show you living in us. Our Heavenly Father, we pray that you will be with us through the rest of this service. Help us to do the service in the way that you would want us to, for it to be conducted. We pray that you'll be with us through the rest of this week and help us to always look to you for guidance. We pray all these things in Christ's name. Amen. Three hundred and twenty four. Three hundred and twenty four.
375. 375. Three songs will follow the theme of Christ and sacrifice on the cross. The first one will be number 315, When I Survey the Wondrous Cross. Then we'll sing, O Sacred Head, and then thirdly, Lamb of God. 315.
76.
The scripture reading comes from Mark chapter 15, verses 22 through 39. Mark chapter 15, 22 through 39. <clears throat> then they brought him to the place Golgotha, which is translated place of a skull. They tried to give him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it. And they crucified him and divided up his garments among themselves, casting lots for them to decide what each man should take. It was the third hour when they crucified him. The inscription of the charge against him read, The King of the Jews. They crucified two robbers with him, one on his right and one on his left. And the scripture was fulfilled, which said, And he was numbered with transgressors. Those passing by were hurling abuse at him, wagging their heads and saying, Ha! You who are going to destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself and come down from the cross. In the same way, the chief priests also, along with the scribes, were mocking him among themselves and saying, He saved others. He cannot save himself. Let this Christ, the King of Israel, now come down from the cross so that we may see and believe. Those who were crucified with him were also insulting him. When the sixth hour came, darkness fell over the whole land until the ninth hour. At the ninth hour, Jesus Christ, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which is translated, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of the bystanders heard it, they began saying, Behold, he is calling for Elijah. Someone ran and filled a sponge with sour wine, put it on a reed, and gave him a drink, saying, Let us see whether Elijah will come to take him down. And Jesus uttered a loud cry and breathed his last. And the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. When the centurion, who was standing right in front of him, saw the way he breathed his last, he said, Truly this man was the Son of God. Our next song is number 269. 269.
356. 356. section will be songs regarding our response to the cross. The first one will be, must Jesus bear the cross alone and all the world go free? No, there's a cross for everyone and there's a cross for me. And then the second will be, lead me to Calvary. And then the third will be, I gave my life for thee. Number 319, must Jesus bear the cross alone?
354. 354.
The invitation song tonight will be number 903. If you want to mark that in your book, 903. Uh, you know, today, after this morning's worship, I went over to uh, my family, my parents' house. We are having a big get-together, my older sister's birthday and one of my uncle's birthday, and a bunch of cousins uh, had gathered over there, and, and I came in in a suit, and, of course, my uncle uh, asked me if I'd, you know, preach or whatever, and I told him I'd led singing. And uh, I think the first question he asked after that was, did you mess up? And, uh, and uh, of course, being all, you know, cocky, I said, no, I don't think I messed up too bad this morning. You know, and then here comes tonight, you know. So uh, whenever you get a little cocky, you know, I told him I usually messed up something. But anyway, true to form. Uh, you know, uh, I always think tonight as we focus on the cross, uh, some words that I think about as, as we think about the cross and, and lessons we can learn from the foot of the cross. I think about Paul's words in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And in, in 1 Corinthians 2, verse 2, uh, Paul writes, For I determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. You know, and I think that's a, a powerful statement. Uh, I'd like you to think about tonight the greatest pain that you've ever felt. Take just a minute and just think about what is the, the greatest pain. If you had to tell somebody, what's the greatest pain you felt in your life? I asked this question in the high school class on Wednesday night. And uh, it was neat because as we went around and, and different ones shared their, their pains, uh, it, took, it took a few minutes before you know, people were saying different things, skiing accidents and uh, you know, different falling off stuff and breaking things. And, and uh, finally... One boy said, uh, said something emotional. He said, you know, that finding out that a, a loved one was sick, you know. And, uh, and that's when all of them started thinking about, hey, wait a minute, you know, that's true. Uh, you know, it was probably more painful, you know, when one of my loved ones was sick or when, when I had to deal with something emotional. You know, when I was little, I was taught that, that phrase, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words may never hurt me. And I never bought into that much. Um, you know, because words always hurt me. Um, you know, and I was thinking about that today. Some of my cousins were over there, and, and uh, one of my first cousins is about five years younger than me, and uh, his name's David. And David recently has decided that he's going to go join the Marines, and he's been working out three or four hours a day and, and getting real built up and everything. When he was little, he was pretty scrawny, he and his brother. And I used to just beat them up every time we'd get together. You know, I just practice all my, you know, wrestling moves and throw them around the house. And uh, we were talking recently, and, and uh, he talked about how he had been boxing lately. And I said, you've been taking out all that aggression built up from when I beat you up as a kid, you know. And he said, yeah, I have, you know. And I think he's ready to knock me out. But, uh, no, we're good. But I, when you think about all that physical pain um, that you've had, you know, I've been on both sides of, of you know, getting beat up. And uh, you think about some of those things, you know, and what really hurts the most sometimes is that emotional pain. Sometimes is the, the pain that life, that life brings us, the things we have to go through. You know, and as, we, as I asked the teenagers that, we looked at the story of, of the crucifixion and what Jesus had to go through. You know, recently um, this movie's come out, The Passion of the Christ, and there's been so much, there's so much hype and, and so much buildup, you know, and you know, I've seen the movie... And, you know, in the movie, it's, it's so 
you know, brutal. They tried to, they tried to show the crucifixion as accurately as they could. And, and just some of the physical things in the movie were, were hard for me to watch. But you know, when I was thinking about that, and we were talking in class, to me, I don't know the hardest thing that, that Jesus had to go through. I don't know if it was all the physical things, all the, the beating and, and being nailed to the cross and, and you know, the, the crown of thorns being placed on his head. Sometimes I think, like in Mark 15 and, and verse 33, you know, it talks about how there was complete darkness um, for three hours. And to me, that seems like the worst thing uh, that Jesus had to go through was the fact that he had to go through that alone. He had to go through that without God. You know, and I always look back at, at when he was praying in the Garden of Gethsemane and, and he said, you know, if it's possible, Lord, let this cup pass from me. And he said, but not my will, but, but yours be done. And I, I just think um, how, how tough that would have been for Jesus to have to go through that uh, without God, you know, and, and, and how, what it would be like for us without God. And, you know, as I, as I think about that, you know, and I think, you know, as that movie, and as we, we think about the scenes of the cross, and we think about everything that Jesus had to go through, um, a lot of times it, it, it leaves us down. Um, but I think, you know, I left that movie uh, in the back of my mind, you know, kind of happy, because if Jesus didn't go through that, if Jesus didn't suffer like he did and, and bear that cross alone, and we would have no hope. But because he did, because he shed his blood on the cross for every one of us, we have hope of, of life after this. We have hope of life in heaven uh, eternally with God and with Jesus. You know, as I think about that, I think about, you know, what the Bible commands us to do, and that we need to believe that Jesus is the Son of God and repent of our sins, make a change in our life, turn around and follow him, Confess before men that Jesus is the Son of God and be baptized into water, into Jesus' blood uh, for the washing away of those sins. Mark 16, 16 says, Whoever believes and is baptized shall be saved, but whoever does not believe shall be condemned. Now I think about all the pain that Jesus went through and the emotional pain that he went through of going, going through everything and having to, having to die on that cross without God. And I think about why he did that because he loved us so much and because he loved you so much. And, uh, you know, that it's the Lord's invitation that's offered tonight. We're going to sing about uh, the power of the blood. And uh, if you have never obeyed the gospel, if you have never uh, been baptized into Jesus' blood for the washing away of your sins, then invitation is for you tonight. If you need to respond, then come now as together we stand and sing.
Would you please turn to 922? 922. If you haven't had the opportunity to take the Lord's Supper today, if you will go to the back of the, to the auditorium, the ushers will, will point you in the right direction. We'll sing the first verse, 922. <clears throat> I hear the Savior say,